Integrated Science Preliminaries, Chapter 26, The Possibility of Structural Analysis Inside the World of Discourse. Each conscious person is situated inside his proper world of discourse. One of the peculiarities of the science of the absolute in its speculative or observational approach consists of taking an inside view sympathetically at the core of the situation, which is at one and the same time the subject and the object of absolutist speculation or contemplation. This philosophical attitude has been underlined by Bergson in his Introduction to Metaphysics. Intuition works best and gives the most convincing results only when one is able to take a view from inside the total situation instead of taking many photographs, as it were, of the object seen from outside. These photographic stills, as Bergson points out, even when put together in great numbers, cannot reconstruct the total reality, which living intuition alone can give from the inside. He refers to a man visiting Notre Dame and points out how the best idea of the cathedral is given only to a man who enters into it and thus knows it intrinsically and integrally inside out. In Vedanta tradition of India, this is referred to as Antar Mukhatva, inward-facing attitude. No outside reality exists without this inner universal observer, wherein the observer and the observed have to belong together to the same knowledge situation. The need of putting observed and observer together is now beginning to be recognized even in the relativity theory of Einstein. We have in the foregoing section reached the idea of a common structure underlying all disciplines viewed as belonging to a unified or unitary structural whole. Physics is based on objectivity, while metaphysics has its starting point in something experienced within. If the former is experimental, the latter is based on inner experience. In an integrated discipline such as the science of the absolute, it is all important that the universal observer should be imagined as taking his place at the core of a system of reference, having a physical as well as a metaphysical status at one and the same time. That is why Brahmavidya, the science of the absolute, is often identified with Atmavidya, science of the self in the context of Indian spirituality. The cosmological world about us, round this absolute self, has a status somewhat similar to what modern phenomenology gives it. Phenomenologists refer to it as the world that lies around us with an identically representative content. Cosmology, psychology and theology, centrally viewed, form more peripheral or more central sheets, sometimes called koshas, by the later Vedantins of India. Thus, structurally conceived, we can think of a science of the absolute, which has, according to Eddington, a conceptual and therefore a mathematical status only. Even physical science is at present recognized to belong to the world of verbal descriptions, whether through algebraic symbols or visible geometrical structural frames. It is now the concept that matters in the latest developments of the quantum and the relativity theories. Thus, it is natural for us to think of the pure world of discourse having merely a schematic status. 
The foregoing sections have been directed to the justification of such a schematic view of absolute reality. The possibility of placing oneself by intuitive sympathy within a world of discourse is therefore nothing unnatural to modern scientific methodology. The limits of such a fusion of the observed and the observer are still to be reached in the scientific thought of the West, but we have seen how intrepid spirits like Schrodinger have begun to talk of neutral consciousness where matter and mind meet schematically on common ground. The passage that we have already quoted from him is a sample showing how man and his environment can be treated together subspecie aeternitatis in the context of the absolute. Now when we think of the total world of discourse, we have to remember two broad structural features. The most evident of them is the one we have referred to already as the imaginary line or film separating percepts from their corresponding concepts, whether they refer to abstract or concrete items. There are two distinct worlds in the content of the absolute in one and the same dictionary, just as a telephone directory can correspond to the number of subscribers with the telephones in a one-to-one -one correspondence. Each concept has its own percept in the total world of discourse. Matching them correctly is the work of schooling or higher education. The task becomes more difficult when general ideas like that of God or a creator have to be matched with his corresponding creation or perceptual counterpart. These two poles of God and his creation may be said to mark the whole range of a vertical axis where semiotic processes move, as it were, in a worm-like fashion, upward or downward. Such is the first broad subdivision we have to make. The mortality of man is more than a probability, and even one man dead by lightning stroke fully proves such a possibility. Both have to belong together to a common world of discourse. Herbertian apperceptive masses can be imagined to be formed at the core of this discourse, where two aspects, the vertical and the horizontal, intersect. This is where the self or the ego, with its total or limited, unilateral or bilateral, and lopsided or reciprocal events in consciousness takes place. Whatever endures in the form of memory or imagination, that is retrospective or prospective, takes place in the monumental axis in the center. Spread out as a plane with multiple possibilities, like events on the surface of the ocean, we have to imagine an expansive universe of discourse, inclusive of all men, anywhere, trying to match word with its proper meaning in any one of the thousands of vernaculars that prevail on the surface of the globe at any one time.